If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And welcome back to another episode of the On the Sideline podcast with Jackson and Kyle. I am Jackson, and I'm joined here, as always, by the man who got two feet in bounds. Kyle, Kyle, how are you doing? Uh, doing, doing okay. Frustrating week one for me personally, but we had football back, which was exciting. A um, lot of intrigue in this week, and I don't know how much I'm taking away from this week, but there's a lot to talk about for sure. Yeah, plenty to talk about. Um, I think the correct decision is to overreact about everything. Overreact about everything? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was trying to gauge how much I actually want to like, because offense has sucked today. I think we can all universally agree that offenses look pretty poor across the board. Miami and uh, not Los Angeles, fans. notwithstanding. Um, and, I mean, the 49ers played well in the first half. The second half, their offense even struggled a bit there, too. Uh, T.J. Watt ate him up. But, uh, you know, we'll get to that in a second. But uh, there was some really crummy weather in a lot of these games. Um, so I just don't know how much you kind of take into all of that. But it is an interesting week, no doubt. Um, a lot of games come down to the wire. Your team, my team, we go down to the wire. We end mm-hmm. up on different ends of the spectrum, though. So let's get into it. Yeah, a couple things to note. If you're an audio-only listener, you're missing out on Kyle wearing his uh, Patriots jersey. Wearing, I'm assuming that's the Mac Jones jersey? It is the Mac Jones jersey. Also, Um, my hair is doing something weird, so you're missing out on that, too. Yeah, got to get a hat, man. (laughs) I I thought about I even threw my hat off to the side. Should have worn a hat here. Uh, Kyle, as always, we start off with the Sunday game. We might might run through this one pretty quickly. Uh... (laughs) <laughs> no, there's a lot to talk about still. It's just, it, it was not a good game. It was not a good game unless you are a Cowboys fan. Somehow a team with 143 passing yards uh, ended up winning 40 to nothing in this one. Uh, this was, I mean, from the jump, somehow the Cowboys offense was the third unit to score a touchdown in this game as behind the Cowboys defense and special teams. 
Um, yeah. There was barely any yards in this game. There was barely, uh, I don't know, uh, Daniel Jones maybe did not play like a, a $40 million quarterback in this one. He definitely did not. Um, the The entire Giants offense struggled. They're yeah. putting the, it nicely. The Joe um, in the chat, uh, the super chat, speaking of offenses sucking, my Giants played great. Yes. Sorry, Joe. Listen, Joe, we've been trying to warn you about your Giants. We've been trying yeah. to. We we did we had a lot of giants uh, slander this off season. A lot of people didn't like it. Mm. Uh, we're taking the small victory lap from week one. It is only week one, but we're taking the small victory lap. The crazy thing is, do you remember how this game started? How the game started? Yeah, it was a it was a good drive. Yeah, Barkley for five yards, Daniel Jones for eight yards, unnecessary roughness has fifteen yards to it. Barkley for no gain, Barkley for nine yards, Barkley for five yards, Breida for six yards. Daniel Jones for 11 yards. Barkley for no gain. Uh, Daniel Jones for eight yards. Then there was a false start. Then it was a aborted snap that was fumbled. Jones recovered. And then blocked field goal return for a touchdown. And then that was basically the rest of the game. And Kyle, um, and, you, and you just did that straight from memory, too. Yeah, I did. You just knew all that. <laughs> yeah, that was that was really impressive by me. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just like, you know, the, the way I compared it. So I remember, remember the, the obviously you know, the COVID season. So mm-hmm. uh, it was even more murky for college football. And I remember Navy basically didn't practice that entire summer. They didn't practice any tackling or contact for the whole summer. And the first game they lost 55 to three. That's what this Giants team reminded me of a team that didn't practice tackling the entire summer or contact. And they look scared of contact and their offensive line just got eaten alive. And um, it was, <laughs> I don't like do do we just lambast this Giants offensive line and Daniel Jones or, or do we give credit to this Dallas defense for kind of bringing the pain cuz they look nasty man they look nasty I think there's a lot I mean yeah I I think both are true I think that the Cowboys defense does look as advertised I think the Giants offense it just I mean this is this is what kind of who they were last year too right like when they had to play good teams they usually crumbled there as well uh yeah, I mean, for the most part, obviously they played the Vikings in the uh, playoffs and won. Now you could argue whether that right, Vikings but I said one good team. Good team. Yeah, uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean that is true, and they they had trouble moving the ball in this game, and you know we were hoping for maybe a leap out of Evan Neal. Didn't look like that in Week One. Uh, didn't look like a leap for anybody in this offensive line in Week One. Um, it was just it was rough all around, and I don't really know how it's. Uh, I don't really know how this. Uh, gets better because you got to play this team again. You got to play the Eagles again, who their defensive line's not bad at all either. Yeah. And I mean, you still have Montez sweat to deal with, uh, with Washington. I mean, it's, it's not uh, a lot. I like uh, Jersey guys in the chat saying the Navy team with COVID would have beaten the giants tonight. Uh, yeah, this is uh it wasn't a great game. Yeah, it wasn't great. So do, do we want to do week one over reaction from the game? Yeah. What's your week? I was thinking, here's an idea. Let's give, Let's each give three uh, week one overreactions, hot takes uh, this show. How about that? Let's try to try to come up with uh, that. So do you have one for this one? Uh, Yeah. This Cowboys defense reminds me of 2015 Broncos. Okay. Okay. I don't hate it. I I, I see it. If you got the veteran court, you know, corner edition kind of uh, leading the way. Uh, Yeah, I, I can see it. Yeah, that's my that's my hot take. Um, that team obviously, you know, famously won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning barely being able to throw. Um, and you know, Dak's sat line isn't good. Uh, 
his tight ends dropped like four balls though too. So I mm-hmm. should we should also categorize that. Like he he did not get a lot of help. Daniel Jones get a, didn't get a lot of help, but he also made some really terrible passes. That second interception was just you know baffling. He's yeah. rolling out. He's about to run out of bounds and throws it straight to Stephon Gilmore. Like it just didn't make any sense. Let's play guess the the total EPA from Daniel Jones in this game. What do you think he had? Negative one point four. Negative twenty two point eight. Oh wow. Okay, that was not even close. Okay, that is a uh, uh, that that was rough. Yeah, this is this, not not ideal. He'll have better games. Um, you know, it was good on the Giants though to finally pay a running back because he looked a part of that. Um, you know, but he uh, you know, he definitely struggled throwing the ball. It'll get there will be better games, but I don't. I mean, this is this is what it looks like when you have a quarterback making forty million dollars, right? That's not a forty million dollar quarterback. I mean, I, I was saying the same thing about Dallas, though, and then they're doing all right. Yeah, but we know Dak Prescott's better. Yeah, but but still, I mean, I think it's fair to say like he's also not like the elite quarterback, but like they yeah. they've done a lot of other stuff really well. Uh, Joe says in the chat, uh, "Here's my overreaction." <laughs> uh, Dable fired by week seven. I mean. How predictable to Brian Dable? Uh, you know this. This is classic. I feel New York media a little bit. Uh, the he's he's the hero last year. Now he's already people are criticizing. Yeah, he's on the hot seat now. Uh, <laughs> brutal turn of events. For he's him. had one game after winning Coach of the Year. Uh, he'll be fine. He's going to make the year. Um, yeah, but here's the problem. Like, because they're they're kind of locked in this contract for the next two years. If this is bad, like, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I had that take last year. I think that them making the playoffs last year was actually the worst thing to happen to them. And so far, it's looking that way. The one thing I will say, the one caveat is, last year, we were right here talking about how da- bad Dallas looked after one game, after week one. Like, oh, man, Dallas, what's going on there? It wasn't 40 to nothing bad, but they had a bad week one. You know, obviously, we remember the Packers getting smoked by the Saints week one and doing well. It, it is not unprecedented. There will be some team that had a terrible week one that still makes the playoffs. And there will be some team that had a great week one and ends up missing the playoffs. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I I don't know if it's going to be this Giants team, but I agree with that. They 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 will bounce back. They'll have better weeks, obviously. I mean, they have to have better weeks. Hard to get a lot worse. Yeah, this is the worst performance of the night, the, the week by far. So um, mm-hmm. what do you think overall of the uh, the McCarthy offensive experiment? It's so weird because the game was basically over from the start. You know, they had that, uh, like... It was over by the time the offense actually took the field. (laughs) Right, yeah. (laughs) But the offense, under second drive, we're up 16-0. So it's like, it was just a different game. It's almost like one of those... I don't even pay attention to the Cowboys' offense in this game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I thought there was some good stuff, some, like, good scheme stuff. But like you said, uh, like I said, there was a couple bad drops. That was really all it was. Um, But... You know, they also weren't very explosive. So I guess there's that to look at going forward. But we'll we'll see how it looks, you know, in a real game where there's actually com- competition. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, it should be interesting to see how it goes. Let's move on. Why don't we? Or we'll be ha- having a two-hour uh, podcast, which it could be fun. But, you know, I don't know. That's late on the East Coast. So let's move on. Dolphins Chargers, the next game we're going to go with. This was probably the game of the week, right? I mean, this is a back-and-forth yeah. battle. Uh, Tua having a i believe it was like 466 total yards three touchdowns one interception justin herbert showed the haters what he can do as well austin eckler had a big 
game. But at the end of the day, the the hero of this game was Tyreek Hill as he ends up with 215 yards, a pair of touchdowns, uh, and the Dolphins able to win this one by two points. Yeah, uh, kind of a crazy just back and forth game. But, you know, both teams had opportunities to win it, but it was Tyreek Hill that made the difference. And, you know, I, I kind of had, because after Cooper Cup had that triple crown season, it was kind of hard to call him the best receiver in football. And I think yeah, I was pretty early on Tyreek Hill's the best receiver in football because he's the most impossible weapon to guard. And this is the tape you throw up if you want to say Tyreek Hill's the best weapon in football. Like, he's unmatchable. Like, yeah. I, you know, this this Chargers defense, this Chargers scheme is famously known for trying to take away deep quarters coverage, to take away the deep ball, to take away the explosive plays. And Tyreek Hill ran past the deep quarters coverage. He just ran past it every yeah. time. Like, I don't know how, what do you do about that? Like, it was, it was an amazing performance. And, you know, to have 19 and a half yards of reception for 11 catches, I mean, that's just absolutely insane. That's a one. There's nobody else in the league who could do that. Nobody else in the league who could do what he did today in this game. Yeah, I really do think it's like, I don't know. We kind of made the talk about like, you know, who's the best quarterback when they're on their best day. Like, is Tyreek Hill when he's on his best day, the best wide receiver in football? Probably. I think that I think his ceiling on a game, uh, it's just, yeah, he, he can take over a game. And we saw this with a couple different receivers. That really does feel like the one position other than quarterback that you can like take over. I know some people would argue pass rusher as well, and, and maybe, uh, but I, it does feel like receiver is definitely a way that you can, you know, make it happen. And also, we got to give Tua credit as well. I mean, Tua made some great, like that, that throw stepping up, throwing a, you know, about what, like 45 yards down the field, perfect accuracy. Like Tua, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we have Tua, my front runner for MVP. That's my, I'll give my hot take number one Tua MVP. Tua MVP. Through one week, Tua is going to win MVP. I think and so. Was, Why not? I mean, there there was legitimate talk that he could win it last year if he stayed healthy yeah so um i don't think it's out of the question uh the question is going to be can he stay at 400 yards a game 10 yards per attempt 400 yards a game is obviously a little unrealistic 10 yards per attempt i don't know but this team i mean mcdaniel is just so good at this right like yeah the, the way they just make explosive plays happen like on seemingly any down and distance, they they create an explosive play. It's really impressive what they're able to do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I definitely think it's in the realm of possibility. He's proven over and over again with this offense that he can run it at a high level, and he's making really good throws. I mean, that throw, the the last touchdown in the breadbasket, I mean, that was that was insane stuff too. I mean, he just does it over and over again. Yeah, McDaniel had a couple of really good moments. He went for it on fourth and seven uh, earlier on in the game. They ended up uh, scoring on that drive. Uh, he also had a moment where with like nine seconds left, they had the ball at like their own 25, and he still decided to be able, uh, put his uh, foot on the gas and say, let's try to make something happen, which I always liked. You know, if you have enough time yeah. for two plays, why not try for like a Hail Mary type thing? You know, you do a Hail Mary in the mid middle of the field why not at your own 25 they gained about 25 yards and then in a hail mary situation jc jackson uh made a had a pass interference which led to a field goal and again that's the difference in the game so uh obviously the x's and o's are great but also just the uh the game management stuff great from mcdaniel yeah uh yeah i mean he he just he does really great stuff it's impressive um what else did i want to say about that yeah i mean it's just really impressive i guess the uh you know Going to the other side too, the Chargers. I thought, uh, I thought game one for Kellen Moore went 
pretty well too. I thought the offense kind of dialed things up. Well, they ran the ball down Miami's throats when Herbert had to make throws. He made good throws obviously until the end. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was an impressive performance for both those teams. Did, did, both of these teams felt like playoff teams to you, right? Through week one, at least. Um, I still think that I, I'm worried about the Chargers' defense a little bit. And to be honest, I didn't yeah. think either defense played particularly great. The, the Dolphins, I think, made more plays throughout this one, and feels like you know they have a superstar coming back at some point. So like the Dolphins, you know, you feel a little better about this. But it's still like I don't know. I'm I'm still a little concerned about this Chargers' defense. Yeah, J.C. Jackson continues to struggle. This was yeah, not just an injury. Plays, but yeah, yeah I, think, I think he had a pick, but yeah, he still is at the very best up and down. Yeah, I will say the the Miami front seven kind of got gashed in this game. Now they made like two, three huge plays on that last like drive that the Chargers had to try and win it, um, but they kind of got gashed throughout the game. They came up big, but that is also something to watch. So maybe maybe somebody takes advantage of that. Um, hopefully next Sunday, but I don't know if it's going to happen. Uh, which who did they play next Sunday? Uh, Dolphins play the Patriots Sunday night. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see. Got it. Oh, that's a that's a good game. Um, yeah. Any final thoughts, or want to move on to another game? Uh, we can move on. Uh, Dolphins good. That's our okay. that's our take. Dolphins good. Uh, let's not keep the people in suspense anymore. Let's go Buccaneers Vikings. Why don't we? <laughs> uh, is is Baker Mayfield back, Kyle? Uh. Baker Mayfield certainly plays with a lot of guts. <laughs> he, he here, I'll take this. I'll, I don't know why I kicked it to you. I'll start this off with Baker Mayfield's a really fun quarterback to have as your team's starting quarterback. Is he the is he a perfect quarterback? No. And in fact, he was kind of objectively terrible for like the first like twenty five minutes of this football game. But uh, I mean, he started off the game like. It was, I believe it was like three for 12 for like 11 yards uh, to start this. But he really did have some a really good stretch uh, down, you know, from that point where they had a couple touchdown drives. One was aided by a penalty, but still they were able to make that happen. They, you know, Todd Bowles, uh, who would have thought Todd Bowles uh, making, doing some nice stuff, getting, a, you know, going for it on fourth down well. I thought they had some real nice coaching adjustments on Justin Jefferson. Once he kind of mm-hmm. said, Hey, maybe we should just pay more attention to Justin Jefferson. Uh, let's just make sure Carlton Davis is always on him. The Vikings really didn't have a lot else going for them uh, after that point. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it was a, a very fun win. I don't know what it means and I don't care. I'm happy that my teams want to know. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, I was happy. I hit that Vikings under 25 and a half team total. Um <laughs> The, okay. the 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 Buccaneers defense played very well. I I, I agree with that. I mean the, the the Vikings did get yards, so I guess you could kind of criticize that. But at the same time, like you said, they were able to kind of just figure things out and prevent like you know they they hit the big play to Addison. Jefferson is going to get his on a few plays, but there wasn't a ton of explosives for this Vikings offense that likes to create a lot of explosives. And it just seemed like the the Buccaneers were able to kind of you know. This is kind of the game script we talked about when it came to this game, that the Buccaneers kind of fight, scratch and claw, and keep this close and maybe get a touchdown at the end. I mean, they had the lead going into the fourth quarter, but for the most part, they kind of just like, you know, shortened this game as much as they could and they let their defense do its thing. And they got enough stops at the end of the day, and that was the difference. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, even the touchdown, the Vikings only had one score in the second half, and that was aided by a... Uh, just a, you know, I don't want to say a complete phantom pass interference penalty, but a very weak pa- pass interference penalty that allowed them to keep the drive alive, turn a field goal into a touchdown. 
you know, no excuses, but looking back on it, that is what happened. Uh, you know, I, I think that it was a, I, I do think minute for Minnesota, my two takeaways for them are, you know, I didn't mention this in my video, but I thought Flores actually did a nice job coaching up this defense. Like, I thought he did a pretty mm -hmm. effective job with kind of these young corners, uh, making them, you know, do good stuff. Uh, and I also thought that, the negative thing is, you know, while Addison had his moments and Hawkinson had his moments, really, this is such a Justin Jefferson dependent team right now. Yeah. And you should expect more for those guys. You know, Addison was a first round rookie receiver. So, yeah, I mean, he is a rookie, but you took him in the first round to ask him to contribute. And Hawkinson is expected to be more than 4.4 yards per reception, right? Like that. Uh -huh. That that should be expected. So, yeah, I mean, they're going to need to diversify their offensive portfolio a little bit uh you know the the first week of uh alexander mattinson as the lead back didn't work so they're i mean this buccaneers run defense has always been great so that's a tough matchup week one but yeah they're gonna have to find some of these guys to kind of get involved because like you said outside of that huge play to addison for that one touchdown there wasn't really much else to go to yeah um yeah, absolutely. My other, you know, all I really have uh, left, you know, again, I made a whole video on just my general thoughts on this game. So uh, check that out if you want to hear more of my thoughts. But yeah, I mean, the, the other the other thing I, I just look at with these, you know, those Tampa Bay, uh, the only two players to have over one point in terms of EPA were Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So they still are very much dependent on those two guys. But kind of like what we said, a team that has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, they're going to win some football games. And I think that at the very least, I, you know, I, my, my brother and I, we, we talked on the phone and we're kind of joking about, we don't want to be the team that, you know, saying not satisfied with one and oh, uh, type situation happening, but you know, it, it's nice to see that we're at least not a complete disaster this year. It's definitely not a complete disaster, but that being said, it was also a game where you averaged 3.6 yards per play compared to 5.9 yards per play for, for sure. Well, here, uh, here's the way I, here's the way I feel about it through 60 minutes. Minnesota was a better team, but Tampa Bay kind of had a switch, you know, that flipped about halfway through the game. And from that point forward, I think Tampa Bay was clearly the better team. So it's like, and I'm hoping that that's not just a coincidence. I think there was actual strategic decisions they made that made that happen. Yeah, that's very well possible. I think there's, a, you know, so much was made of Minnesota's one score, one score game win loss record last year, right? 11 and 0 one score games. That was a big thing. Well, I mean, you just look at this game and, you know, this is why one score games can be fluky because you could look at this game and as a Vikings fan, you could look at this game and say, we kind of blew this game. We should have won. Things didn't really break our way at the end. But you also had three turnovers and had opportunities to win that you didn't capitalize on. And it's just kind of like sometimes that's how it works. And, you know, I'm going to be on the other side of this when it comes to talking about my team. But at the same time, you know, those little things make the difference between winning and losing a game. Yeah, because part of it comes down to two. Baker didn't turn the ball over. You know, like there yeah. there is uh, that that aspect. So just a you know very fun, very fun win. Honestly, I do have to say, part of the game that it reminds me the most of, of was Ryan Fitzpatrick's like uh, four hundred yard game against the Saints week one a few years back. So and and not, my expectations are very reasonable. But you know what? When you have low expectations and then your team wins, uh, it's more fun than when you have high expectations and your team wins. That is that is certainly fair. That is certainly fair. And uh, you know, I, I don't know what this means for the Buccaneers going forward. I don't know if they're gonna like, you know, make the playoffs or win this division, but at least for a week they look competitive and they got a win. So that's exciting.
Yeah, uh, we also have Corey in the ch- uh, with a super chat. Keep it up, homies. Well, we appreciate that, Corey. Thank you. Uh, all right, let's move on. Why don't we? You, you brought up your team? I know you're dying to talk about them. Uh, there was well, I mean, this was not a disaster. This was, I think, if you, I think you found out heading into this game, Mac Jones is gonna. I mean, it's a weird stat line because he has over 300 yards, but he threw the ball 54 times. But as a whole, I think most people thought he looked pretty solid in this one. Mac Jones will look solid, and you'll lose by five points, uh, especially after how that first quarter went. You'd be thrilled. In a way, we're thrilled. I mean, I guess do you want the the passionate fan response or do you want the 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 uh, you know the analytical take? Obviously, the passionate fan response. We blew this game. I mean, we blew this game straight up. Mm-hmm. It's frustrating to see this because it, it feels like the last three years when talking about Patriots football, it's talking about letting winnable games kind of fall through our fingers. And in this game alone, the Patriots basically spot the Eagles a fourteen nothing lead. Not a 16 nothing lead, excuse me. But, I mean, 14 of it was basically spotting them points off of, you know, uh, we'll get to Mac Jones in a second. The interception was just a bad throw. Um, left it high. You know, maybe it was a catchable ball, but it didn't look that catchable. It would have been tough. Uh, you know, goes the other way for six. Uh, next possession, great punch by Jordan Davis, results in a fumble. Eagles score their one offensive touchdown, starting basically deep in their own, ter- deep in our territory. You know, so we blew that game in that part. You know, that's basically that. And then from there, we dominated the game. We dominated the last three quarters of this game, basically throughout. Uh, we had not only those two turnovers, but we had three possessions in Philadelphia territory that resulted in zero points. Though that's just kind of like loser stuff. That's that's what losers do. Is not with not winning those scenarios. And it just feels like over and over again, especially the last couple of years, we've been talking about the Patriots. Having opportunities to win games, especially against good teams. You know, the Eagles are still a good team. Uh, we're going to get to them in a second, obviously. There are some concerns that yeah, I guess to address or look at going forward. But the Eagles are still a good team coming off a Super Bowl appearance. And they had, they had an opportunity to win this one at home. And, you know, when you look at this division and you look at what Miami did today, you can't drop games that you should win. And the Patriots definitely should have won this game. Yeah, uh, we have an, another super chat by Corey. Uh, Patriots exceeded expectations. I thought they were doomed. This team needs to retool some things, and I think they can uh, ruin some playoff dreams. Uh, yeah, I think that's how a lot of people feel. But I also I get your point, Kyle, where it's like, sure, on one hand, they exceeded expectations. But at the same time, you're right. It's like you're in the AFC. You don't really have time for moral victories this year. There's It's going to be so yeah. difficult to win games that like you had this opportunity do we know if Kayshawn uh, Butte as I I don't sure I say his name do we does he fully realize you have to get two feet in bounds uh I hope he figures it out by week two because <laughs> I still like his talent but man mm-hmm. the two plays too were just so brutal because not only that it was the the first drive out of the half you know we scored back-to-back possessions to make it 16 14 at the break the first drive out of the second half, we had a third and four. Mac Jones puts it on a dime down the sideline. He doesn't get his uh, his right foot in bounds. He steps out with it. That results in a punt. And it just felt like the momentum was kind of killed for the third quarter because of that play. You know, the they, they had a little bit of a better drive following that. They, they got back into Eagles territory again. Didn't get any points out of it. But that was just brutal. And then obviously the play at the end, but there's just too many mistakes that pile up in these Patriots games that it's really hard to get excited about the positives of the team and the things that go well, you know, you could talk about the two, 
two plays where Butte steps out of bounds. But even in the other drive where they turned, um, you know, they were forced to punt in Eagles territory. They basically get a they get a first down, a really bad holding call. I, I thought it was a horrible call from the ref. Pulls it back, so we don't get that. But then not only that, immediately after that was a bad holding, like legitimate call. Like it was a holding, but it was a stupid play to begin with that he was holding on that moves us out of field goal range and we're forced to punt two plays later. You know, those are the sort of things that prevent, you know, and it was 16-14 at that point with the chance to, or 19-14 with the chance to make it maybe 19-17 and make it a field goal game, something like that. Don't get a field goal out of that. We're forced to punt. They go down, get another field goal, make it 22-14. We go all the way down. We convert a fourth and eight. And then third and three, we had Ezekiel Elliott run up the middle for no gain on a play where we didn't run up the middle the entire game. We're going against Jordan Davis, Jalen Carter, and we're playing two rookie guards because Cole Strange and Michael Onyen were out. We run it up the middle for no gain and force this fourth and three that we're kind of stuck in, and it led to a bad play because they had it covered. And it's just like those are the constant things that it's like it's hard to get excited about the positives where there's so many negatives that I feel like these two or three plays are going to change the entire game. Uh, yeah, Kyle, I, I love the energy. Uh, Corey, uh, with another super chat, you didn't expect the pass to uh, even be in this game. Yeah, let me play therapist a little bit here, Kyle. Here's okay. why you should be excited, okay? Uh, Jalen Hurts, 33 passing attempts, only 170 yards. Uh, he did not hurt you through the ground. The whole thing was mobile quarterbacks. This defense played very well in this one. They were especially, mm-hmm. you know, in preventing touchdowns. And that's what you, that's the exciting thing. At the end of the day, Jones looked solid in this one, right? Uh, I mean, you paid more attention to it than I did because uh, I know you were going to uh, obviously have watched all of it uh, for the podcast. Uh, but, you know, Jones l- looks like having an actual offensive coordinator helps him. Uh, this is a team that, well, yes, you would have loved to see them win. And you did lose the battle here. Again, who knows? how the AFC is going to work out. Maybe 10 wins won't get you in. Maybe 10 wins will. Who, who knows? And, you know, at the end of the day, the goal is just to have a good football team, not necessarily to, you know, you can only control what you can control. Uh, I think this is a, I feel better about the Patriots today than I did yesterday. I think looking at the roster and how they perform, definitely. Um, you know, I thought, I thought Mac Jones was excellent. I thought he made a lot of the right reads uh, basically throughout the game. The, the emphasis was definitely to get the ball out quickly because we had no offensive guards, but mm. uh, he made the right reads. And for the most part, he made pretty good throws. The interception, he made a bad throw, uh, but he made the right read on that one too. He just missed. Um, so I thought he played excellent. I thought he outplayed Hertz to be honest, because um, Jalen Hertz didn't really play that well in this game. And part of it was, he wasn't really able to get to the sideline that often. The Patriots did a really good job of kind of just chasing him down and corralling him. And, um, I'll tell you who was very unimpressed with him was Tony Romo because it seemed like every play he was just circling open guys that said this was missed, <laughs> this was missed, this was missed. Oh, no. uh, obviously, I think you know part of that has to go to the reads, but he definitely didn't play that good of a game. And, and you know, Patriots... longtime Cowboys quarterback might not be a huge Eagles fan. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, I thought the Patriots defense mostly played pretty well, and uh, they looked the part of you know a defense that I kind of hyped in the offseason could be the best defense in football. They looked a part of it in week one, at least. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, any final thoughts about the Eagles? Uh, we, we touched on it a little bit. It wasn't the best performance, but at the end of the day, you know, their defense made plays when it had to. Uh, and at the end of the day, better to look underwhelming in a win than to look great in a loss. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think the offense, obviously, I'm not panicking about the offense for the Eagles. Obviously, mm-hmm. it didn't play that well. Um, but, you know, they'll get better. I, I have no I have no problem. You know, I, I think they'll be perfectly fine. I'm a little concerned about the defense. Um, I think the middle of that defense is really hurt from some of their losses. Um, or at least it looked like it in week one. Um, I, I have honestly never been, been a big Zach Cunningham fan. But there are a lot of plays in coverage that I did not see Zach Cunningham playing middle linebacker. I don't know what position he was playing, but he was out there. Um, just not in the right spot, it seemed like, at times. I mean, I don't know the coverage calls, stuff like that, so it could be something different. But it looked like there was a lot of times where he initially lined up, there was guys open near him, and he wasn't in the right spot. Uh, I, I think I don't think he's a very good player. I think he's going to be a huge downgrade to what they had last season at linebacker. Um and then their safety duo of um, uh, who is it? Uh, Blake and Ship had some really nice plays, but I also thought he missed some plays, especially the touchdown passes. Um, so you know, I have some concerns about that if I want to nitpick on the Eagles because that defense was just so good last year. But overall, like you said, they got the wins. So that's the most important thing. Yeah. Uh, we also have a super chat. I think the Eagles not playing their offensive starters in the preseason showed a bit. Yeah, that's kind of a. I feel like a trend throughout this uh, week, I think, is, has been the, the not playing your starters. It hurts you. Uh, practicing football helps you play football. Who would have thought? Yeah. Um, uh, the Bears needed some help in their performance in this one. The Chicago Bears had a very Chicago Ooh. Bears-esque week as, uh, you know, several things to note. I actually, I think, you know, I don't know if this counts as a hot take. I don't think it does. I didn't think Fields was that bad in this one. I think he's getting all the blame. And I think I also didn't think that Jordan Love was that good in this one. I think he kind of played fine. Uh, I would say Love was the better quarterback between the two. But this was just, I mean, you talked about the Packers as like a sneaky playoff team this year. Uh, and I think I still had them as like a contender. And we both thought the, the Bears were going to suck. It's, I kind of feel like Bears fans, we, we tried to warn you about this. Yeah, this was a weird line, right? Like the Bears go into this game favored. Uh-huh. And it feels like like the turning of a page for like, oh, it's the new era. Maybe the Bears are able to get at the Packers a little bit more. And then they kind of got punched in the mouth, right? Uh, I mean, they, they kept it close early. Second half, they got punched in the mouth. Um, I don't know, man. Like, this, this was almost a career day for Justin Fields passing. Like, this was better than his career averages. And it's in terms still, of yards? yards completion percentage you know kind of overall efficiency like this is kind of like pretty close to some of his career numbers as you know uh, qb rating not qbr um you know that's kind of close to some of his career numbers or better and it still was kind of subpar i think that's the one thing you could kind of critique about it because i agree i don't think he was atrocious um or anything like that that being said i don't think he was very good either the thing is we were expecting a step up from fields i think the thing is like we kind of all accepted like he's still a young player making mistakes and but it's like we wanted to see him take play better and he didn't do that he kind of just still looked like justin fields from last year he made some incredible plays in this one too he did like he had some incredible mm-hmm. runs he's still one of the most difficult quarterbacks to tackle in football but like so was to rod taylor you know like you do need to have other aspects to your to your game so i, I get all of it to me i think the way more Fields maybe not taking the next step is okay. You can live with that. Uh, it's disappointing, but you can live with it. The 
the receivers not being able to get open consistently, the you know the offensive line not being able to block at all. Uh, I think it was very well coached. Like that's the issue. Your defense sucks. Your defense is going to suck. That's fine. Uh, but the rest, of, the whole thing was like, well, Fields has talent around him. They have to completely go back to the workshop and you know rework this whole thing. Well, I saw something that they basically had to explode what's considered explode, you know, passes over 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had 14 behind the at or behind the line of scrimmage. I, I just don't like, I think only the Patriots had more passes at or behind the line of scrimmage. And, you know, I just, you know, that, I just don't think you could play that way. That's like college spread option stuff. You know, you have to be mm-hmm. able to stretch the field a little bit and, I don't know because this was the kind of thing we saw in preseason where even though they had some big plays in the preseason, a lot of it was kind of, you know, throwing it at the line of scrimmage and letting the receiver run. Like, can you do this in the NFL? I, I just don't think you can. No, no. he. Uh, they have to get better. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying I'm not saying that. I'm just saying you, the, you look at the overall score and I think people are putting all the blame on fields. And I don't think that's fair. I think that fields fields was an issue. Fields was for sure an issue. He was maybe the biggest issue in this game, but he was not the only issue in this game is all my point is. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. There there are a lot of issues with the Bears, but I think I think people who had realistic fans of the Bears probably expected that, right? Like, we still knew, like, there, was, there were certain, like, things I was pretty certain the Bears were going to be. They were going to be bad in coverage. They were going to be bad in the offensive line. Um... And, you know, they were bad at those things still. They're still bad at those things. Those things aren't going to change this season. What we do need to see change on is the skill position guys that they've invested a lot in now. They've invested a lot in this skill position, uh, including training back the number one pick. I know they got the ninth pick or whatever, but, you know, they got DJ Moore too, who had two catches for 25 yards. Um, and they um, they invested a lot in this quarterback too, and they need him to perform. So I, I don't... I don't think it's all on Fields, but the problem is, is that Fields was the wild card to this team, and that's why he's catching the blame. Because we knew the things that were going to suck did suck. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, we also have a super chat. The linebackers are the problem. Everything else will be fine. Uh, we're talking like about the Bears. I... dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know. Uh, that feels like that's that's not great. Also, a couple things to uh, address in the chat. First off, Bud Light is fine. What's the what's the issue with Bud Light? Why is everyone criticizing me drinking Bud Light? Bud Light's a, a solid, fine light beer. Oh, I'm sorry, you're you're so tough because you like Miller Light instead. Oh, I'm you're, you're so impressed by your manliness not drinking Bud Light. Come on, it's a drink, and it has the little Buccaneers logo on it, and I liked it. I thought it was fun, so I got it. Is that such a big deal? You're getting canceled now. Look at this. I don't. Even, what is my cheap beer? I go um, Lone Star, baby, Texas. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Bud Light tastes like watered down beer. I, I drink a lot of water too. Get Yangling. I get Yangling too. It doesn't have the Buccaneers logo on it. Why does everyone care? What's the big deal? Truthfully, I'm get a sponsorship I, with Bud Light. Yeah. Truthfully, my cheap beer is Michelob Ultra, but um, or not really cheap beer. My light beer is Michelob Ultra. Okay. Anyway, uh, back. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, what's up? Uh, I was talking Philly. Uh, the, yeah, uh, th- that makes sense. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That's why I was want- a little wondering that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, the Jordan Love question. People have talked about this. People in the comments are also saying, you know, why are we talking about Jordan Love as if he wasn't that great? The stat line was amazing, for sure. The 27 mm-hmm. attempts, 245 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. But 
you I watched a game. I watched every snap of it. Uh, a lot of, you know, there was a screen pass to Aaron Jones where he went for 40 yards. There was a, uh, a one of those wide cross plays where a tight end was completely wide open. That went for another chunk play. And there was another play where it was a good pass to get to Aaron Jones, but then he ran for like 40 yards after the catch. So that, that like those three, uh, those three plays that accounted for, you know, could that completely change his stat line? And those were completely, you know, things. Uh, he Love did miss some throws early on. He did. Love was not perfect, but he also made some plays. Love was Love had a solid performance against a really bad defense, and that inflated his stat line. I want to see what he does uh, in a bigger sample size. Uh, also, uh, I'm drinking Miller Lite, and I'm not a man. Miller Lite's good too. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Miller Lite. <laughs> enough with the light beer all right we got it light beer <laughs> we all have opinions on it um jordan love uh i thought he played well i thought he played well um here's my thing i would be concerned if he was that good in his second career start <laughs> you know mm -hmm. this this right. is literally his second career nfl start um i think he like you said, he he missed some throws, especially in the first half. You know, this team got off to a bit of a slow start in the first half. This was 10-6 at the break. So he missed some throws in the first half for sure. Uh, but he also, I thought, made some very good throws. And I thought he did some really good stuff. And I thought the offense kind of got going a little bit. And I think part of it was him getting more comfortable back there. So, yeah, I mean, he's not a superstar yet. He's not the next Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre yet. But I thought it was a very productive first start to build upon this isn't a guy who's gonna you know this he's not going to the hall of fame off of this game that's not what uh the internet has told me well we'll see about that but uh he's got a long way to go to get there that's for sure yeah it's one of those, it's one of those weird things where it's like it feels like everyone who watched a game agrees like yeah like he was he was like solid like he showed something showed some flashes also had some down moments and we want to see him in a bigger sample size i would say I, i'm i'm optimistic about this but it's just i don't really take much I, i'm not even saying i don't take anything away from it i take some away from it but just i just that's just it i i, I think it's uh i want to see it in a bigger sample size um yeah no i i, I think that's completely fair i think it's fair to say that you know for this team to i mean for this team to be competitive and potentially make the playoffs, he's still got to play better. But I thought this was a good first step, right? Like th there are still signs of signs of improvement. And he also didn't have his number one receiver in this game. Yeah. So I also think that plays a part. So yeah, I mean, that's, I thought he was that. So I was just, that's someone tweeted this out and I think it's absolutely true. Someone said like, the fact that he went on the road in this situation and played a solid game is like really impressive. And like, it's true. It is really impressive, but I'm just, I'm not going to say he played great just because Packers fans want me to say he played great. Like he, I don't think that he played great. I evaluate it based on how consistently do you make solid plays and he m missed some plays throughout this game. And to me, like, you know, if I'm a PFF grader, there wasn't a single like big time throw in this one. He didn't make anything outstanding. So it was a solid performance. Uh, Yeah. No, I, I completely, I'm with you on this 100%. Um, you know, there's no argument for me. I did think he played well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there were some mistakes. But like I said, in his second career NFL start, uh, you know, there, there can only be so many mistakes. There, there can only be so high of expectations. I accidentally meant to put someone in timeout and I, I banned them. So uh, my bad uh, there. Uh, didn't mean to do that. Wow, that that's really funny. <laughs> I was about to say, make sure we put the Raiders last because uh, that that was too much spam. 
but yeah, now I we're just gonna, gonna, have to, just gonna yeah. do. Usually, timeout works. <laughs> My bad. Sorry about the the uh, the banning there. Yeah. Um, you, you intro the next game. I'm going to open my door real quick. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, yes. Uh, next game. Let's go with the, I was going to go Raiders, but I think I have to, you know what? Uh, it, as an apology to, for banning someone, I'm going to go with the Raiders after all, uh, <laughs> here as this was a, I don't know. It, it was an, an interesting game. I feel like I, I don't really know what the major takeaways are here, Kyle. Uh, the major takeaway for me is that I don't think Russell Wilson's good anymore. Yeah, it was. I mean, a lot of people said like, "Oh no, he was better." Like, I don't know. You're still putting up 17 points against a defense that we thought was going to be, ter- or 16 points against a defense we thought was going to be terrible. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's basically what it was. I mean, he he has no. Oh my gosh, there's just no, there's no escapability anymore. There's no improvisation in his game, and he is not the kind of guy that can drop back. How many times? There, he's not the kind of guy that could drop back 40 times a game and win from the pocket. And if he can't run, I just think he's cooked. You know, let Russ cook is now Russ is cooked. He has been <laughs> yeah. boiled. He is burnt and battered and he, there's no coming back. He is he is an overcooked steak. You know, you got to throw it in the trash can. Yeah, that was uh, that was hard. No, but I mean, he's looked it, rough. It, it wasn't a disaster. Uh, that's the one thing you'll say is like this wasn't I mean. If, if this was last year, if this is week one last year, we're not like, oh, Russell Wilson sucks now, right? It's just that we haven't seen – to me, he is firmly in the he's not fixed yet camp. Um, Yeah. I'll give him another I mean, week. Maybe another week, but it's, I mean, maybe another one where, you know, Jerry Judy comes back too, that helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was – I guess there were some positive things, but there's just I – I just don't see how this team gets explosive with him not being able to move. Yeah, he's just not a pocket. He's not a good enough pocket passer to do that, and I don't think that mobility is coming back. Yeah, uh, yeah, you might be right. I mean, you might. I mean, Garoppolo was the better quarterback in this one. Yeah, against all odds. Um, I mean, we have to. I have to say, you know, about your take for the Raiders, you did kind of say, "Oh, Garoppolo is going to get exposed here, playing out of Shanahan's system." He looks solid in this one. I'm not saying he was great, but Garoppolo is rarely great. I think. I think he still looked like Garoppolo here. He made some good throws against a defense I thought was going to, or I think is good, pretty good. Um, and they did play well in spurts too. So yeah, I mean, he made some good throws uh, and especially he didn't really have a running game at all. It was still able to kind of get it done. So, I mean, yeah, he has to get credit for that. So I tip my cap to Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see if he keeps it going, but for right now, your AFC West leaders are the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Incredible. Think it'll, think it'll hold up. Uh, I'm not optimistic, but you know, Raiders fans can rejoice today. Yep. Yeah, it's also just like, how are your two leading receivers in this one, Denver, Samandre P Ryan and Adam Troutman? Like, what are you doing? That's a bad job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I had, I think I started like Cortland Sutton and fantasy, which by the way, my team sucks. I'm, I'm not even going to pay attention to that. I auto drafted and I have like all Eagles. Uh, but like, but, I, but, but Sutton, Good like they today. can't even get him the ball like frequently. Like this is just what a mess. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, it's rough. I'm, you know, curious to see what uh, Jerry Judy likes coming back if he can help. But I mean, yeah, I just, I don't, I just don't know what to feel about Denver if they can't create explosive plays and I'm not convinced they can create explosive. I mean, even if you say this was a, the Raiders exceeded our expectations in week one, what they did. Yeah. They played well. Nate Hobbs had a very good game. I thought, um, 
even with all that, like, did you expect this rate? Like, this is a tier five secondary, yeah. you know, if maybe at best tier four or a low end tier three. And you had what two pass plays of 20 plus yards, you had two explosive plays on a tier four, tier five secondary. You average five yards per attempt on a tier four or tier five secondary. I know Judy's not out there, but like, come on, man. Like that, that's just not going to cut it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, no, it, it, absolutely. I agree. They, um, I'll give, they need to be better. They need to be better. Um, let's move on. Why don't we? Uh, let's go to, there were two, I think, big surprises. Uh, both, interestingly enough, are locks of the week. So off to a great <laughs> start there. Uh, I'll yeah. start with your lock of the week, picking the Seahawks, oh which this was stunning, I think. This was probably the big, I, I think the other one was surprising. This one was, I think, shocking of, you know, a couple takeaways. I think for one thing, Matt Stafford, still good. Uh, we kind mm-hmm. of were wondering, is he washed? No, he's not washed. He's still good. Uh, Aaron Donald, is he not washed? No, he's not. In fact, Geno Smith yelled, oh, my God, when he saw him running, which was <laughs> funny. Uh, yeah, I mean, Geno wasn't good in this one. Geno was bad. The Rams were surprisingly scrappy. Uh, Puka uh, Nako is uh, apparently the next big thing. Him and Tutu Atwell both going for over 100 yards in this one. I mean, uh, you know, the... the the Broncos would love to have uh offense like this. I mean, what do we go with this? Is this is this just yeah. is Sean McVay uh kind of flexing his muscles here? Yeah. How many times did I say on this podcast this offseason, Puka Nakua is an interesting player? <laughs> I feel like I mentioned it more than once. Okay, it's possible, but I I did not I, I haven't retained that information. Yeah, uh he did look good. I did not expect this this quickly, though. That was impressive. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I mean, I don't know what to take away from this. Like, is is this the Gina regression season? Like, is that a possibility? I guess it is a possibility, but at the same time, like, maybe, you know, maybe this is just a gutsy Rams team. They're just going to play physical and kind of dominate the line of scrimmage in some games. They have Aaron Donald, so that's certainly possible. But it was an impressive performance from this Rams team in all assets of the game. They, they kind of kicked butt. Yeah, absolutely. And... I, I do wonder, because I, I bring up, I, I think about the, the time that Jacksonville, I even mentioned it earlier, not satisfied at 1-0, when Jacksonville beat the Colts week one and then proceeded to lose the next 15 games, uh, and the Colts were a playoff team that year. Like, sometimes it does happen. Like, weird games obviously happen all the time, but, like, when it happens week one, you think it's more. So maybe it's just that. I don't know. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I don't, it, this just one of those where, I think, an intelligent person sits here and says, well, this is weird. Let's wait for more information to come out. Uh, but yeah. that's not as fun. So, uh, yeah. So, Geno Smith sucks, and the Rams are going to win the Super Bowl again. <laughs> uh, that would be incredible. Uh, I'm I'm definitely, you know, this definitely requires more information because, you know, we, we put Seattle in the same tier as San Francisco. You know, we put them at least in the same tier as Dallas. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we put them, yeah, on like the Dallas yeah. tier you know, possibly below Philadelphia and San Francisco. They didn't look close to the Dallas tier today. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know, and if you if you looked at this blindly, you would say the Rams were closer to Dallas than uh, Seattle, obviously. So, um, you know, I, I'm willing to kind of punt in and say we'll get back to you because um, there's just no way with this skill position talent that they should be this bad offensively. They have a lot of guys to throw at you. But it just kind of seemed like they got punched in the mouth and didn't respond in this week. So we'll see how they regroup. The Rams, McVeigh was in his bag. He created a lot of big plays for this team. Um, and Matt Stafford, like you said, he uh, he made all the throws he had to. 8.8 yards per attempt. He looked great. This is one of his best games in a while. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, completely agree. Completely agree for all that. Unless you have anything else, we, could, we can move on. We are 50 minutes into the show and only halfway down after the game. Yeah. Let's power through some. Uh huh. Well, let's go. To, why don't we? Now's a good time for the Thursday night game. Why not? Lions, Chiefs. The what a what a kickoff game this was. You know, I think there's two ways you could look at this. I think you could look at this and say the Lions did get a little lucky here, right? I mean, you got mm-hmm. the pick six. There were all the drops by particularly Kadarius Tony, although not only Kadarius Tony. Although, as some Lions fans I think correctly pointed out to me, uh, the Lions ha- had their miscues as well. They fumbled in the red zone. They had their own drops in this one. So it wasn't entirely just, uh, the, you know, the Chiefs had bad luck and the Lions didn't. You could certainly look at this and say the Lions, you know, again, especially with Kelsey and Chris Jones not playing, uh, had that luck factor. The other side is like luck is a part of the game and getting a couple mm-hmm. breaks does happen and getting a couple breaks and being able to find a way to win. There is some, you know, there there is some relevance in that. The offense obviously is going to have to play better down the stretch, but the defense you still got Patrick Mahomes on the other side. It's still not easy to shut him down. And I didn't shut him down, but they played very well uh, in this one. Uh, and I, I think that I, I, I would still say this is a very positive performance, even with all of the asterisks that some people will put on him. Yeah, you should feel thrilled about this game. I mean, you can ask Lions fans this. I mean, they've been the unluckiest franchise for 30 years. So uh-huh. they'll take a luck in one win. Why not? Um, you know, I thought the defense did play well. You know, they they certainly benefited from some stuff, but it also takes skill to capitalize on that. Brian Branch makes a big play. You know, I thought mm-hmm. the 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 patch together secondary that was expensive, you know, they put all this together. I thought they played pretty well throughout the game. And, yeah. you know, Mahomes had to hold the ball a really long time in a lot of stretches. And even when he made some really great throws, like that throw over the middle that was the sliding catch from Valdez Scantling, that was good coverage too. You know, they, mm-hmm. they played yeah. really well. And it wasn't like this chief's offense is usually built on making teams look silly. Right. And you expected with a secondary of four guys who basically didn't play together before to look kind of silly on some plays. And I can't think of a lot of plays where they looked really silly. You know, for the most part, they either covered really well or was a really good route run to get the catch. You know, it didn't seem like that there was a lot of blown coverages. And that's a huge bonus for this team who, has just kind of looked miserable on defense throughout the first, last couple seasons of this Dan Campbell era because they just didn't have the personnel. They finally seems like they have the personnel to run what they want. I have a hot take. I'm ready for okay. another, my second of the hot takes of week one. The Kansas okay. City Chiefs, this isn't a scorching hot take, but it's it's something. The Chiefs uh, will not host the conference championship game this year. For the first time, uh, they've done it five straight years. This will be the end of that streak. Either they'll make it as a, as a away team or they won't make it. They'll play the Bengals at home at, on the road after the Bengals performance. <laughs> well, they'll play something. Yeah, maybe, maybe Miami. Yeah, they might. Uh, I think that's a that's a reasonable take given how competitive this AFC is going to be. I think it could be anybody getting that number one seed. So um, they certainly had some. You know, I guess the Chiefs also could equally look at this like, you know, if Kadarius Tony didn't give the receivers equivalent of a Nathan Peterson performance, like. We probably win this game, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, you know there are obviously some things that have to get cleaned up. Like the, I mean, the question is like, even despite the Tony performance, which was bad, mm-hmm. this receiving core sucks. Like just straight up stinks. Like I think Rache Rice was probably their best receiver in this game, and it was his first NFL game. Yeah, I mean they just need to figure it. I mean, 
obviously, uh, you know, Valdez Scantling had that big catch too. But uh, but I mean, they they just need to figure out like they need to figure out how to use these guys, and obviously they need Kelsey back. I mean, Kelsey does so much for this team. Like they 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 clearly, I think what this has shown is that Kelsey could hold out like Chris Jones. He could get a ton of money. Yeah, honestly. So yeah, I mean, they definitely need him back because he obviously is the uh, you know one of the most important guys on this team. But the receivers definitely still need to step up, I think. Especially, I mean, once again, it's just one of those things where it's talk about, you talk about fine margins, like obviously to the Chiefs, we're talking to the Chiefs standards, right? Like this isn't, we're not talking about the Texans, you know? If this were the right. Texans, you know, this is a team that we're talking about as a Super Bowl contender or maybe a Super Bowl favorite. Um, and the Chiefs, you know, those receivers aren't going to cut it when it comes to the Super Bowl. That's just what it is. When they see Tyreek Hill go for 215, I know they won the Super Bowl last year, but is there part of them that's like, you know what, they could have still won the Super Bowl last year with Tyreek Hill. Uh, maybe yeah. I still don't know if this was the correct decision. I don't know either. Well, the big thing is, too, is like we've talked about how they nailed the draft last year. Mm -hmm. These receivers they drafted haven't helped. Mm -hmm. You know, Sky Moore hasn't really panned out the way that they were hoping so far. Obviously, I'm not writing him off yet. Rice had a couple big catches in this one, but I mean, how no, I don't know how explosive he's going to be. You know, those guys are kind of the guys they were hoping to kind of step in and patch things together, and they haven't. They just haven't. So, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, if you want to take positives away from Kansas City, this secondary we thought was going to be pretty good looked awesome. Um, I think that's a positive mm -hmm. away from it. Um, yeah. some, of the, some of the other things they've added to uh, – you know, kind of reuse this Tyree kill money. Um, they look pretty good. Offensive tackle notwithstanding. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, uh, the Lions offense only scored 14 points in this one. Like, and, this, and like, that was yeah. most, like, one of those touchdowns was just Josh Reynolds, like, making a couple, you know, big plays. And the other one, they had to use a fight, fake punt to keep the drive going. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Chiefs defense, and that's, that's the Chiefs are fine. At the end of the day, yeah. Chiefs are fine. Yeah, uh, I, I think this is a better win for our Lions than, um, you know, Loss for achieves, yeah, right? Uh, I agree. Do you want? Do you have any Juwan Taylor thoughts? Oh yeah, I mean the tackles. That's that's the biggest issue for Kansas City. I mean the tackles weren't good. I mean, uh, like I don't know. And then you still have people saying no. Juwan Taylor was actually good week one. Like I, I don't. I just don't know what to do with these people. Yeah, they just. I, you know what? I I don't even care. I'll I'll do the rant. There were so many people commenting on this. I didn't want to do it, but I'll do it anyways. Okay. I need them to call the rules correctly. Uh -huh. You know this is this is silly. You know, this yeah. is a, the, the, I'm trying, I'm getting people telling me about technicalities when it comes to false start because mm -hmm. he's not making a move to the line of scrimmage. He's jumping early. He's straight up jumping early. It's a false start. You know, it's a false start and he's two yards off the line of scrimmage. And right. that little rocking on his back foot thing, that also looks like a penalty. Just start calling penalties on this guy until he actually plays the game the right way. You know, we're so freaking scared to call offensive penalties because of pace of play stuff. And, we, we have this pace of play problem because we got to see 27,000 State Farm commercials with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in my face stealing people's burgers and that kind of thing. Why don't we just call plays on the offensive line, penalties on the offensive line, make them play the game correctly, and have five less State Farm commercials? That would be fantastic. The Football does not have a pace of play problem. TV, TV channels have a pace of play problem. I go to high school football games every week. I'm out in two hours and 45 minutes. Two hours and forty-five minutes for a full game. It's not as long as these, but still, you know what that you know what I don't have a billion State Farm commercials that I don't need to see. We all we all are owned by State Farm. I'm moving twenty minutes south. 
my State Farm bill went up like $80. Just insanity. Like, what's the point of this? So I'm just pissed. This is all ridiculous. Call penalties. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> Joey Bosa, I'm sure, uh, is is nodding his head in agreement uh, after his you know frustration in the wild card game. You know, uh, what Brett in the chat saying Lane and Trent do the same thing all the time. Wouldn't call them too. Uh, I think that's that's fine. Yeah, everybody can have a penalty if they're doing things incorrectly. That's as simple yeah. as it is. <laughs> That's like whopper, 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 whopper. Yeah, uh, okay. don't don't take the whopper commercial away from me, Kyle. That's what you need. It's your lifeblood. Yeah, they have a new version. Oh, I'm 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 a fan. Yeah, just insanity. Uh, it like it's so blatantly obvious too. Like we're all just sitting there watching, and I'm being told like, oh, this isn't a penalty. It's a penalty. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, get away with what you can get away with. Uh, it's on the refs to call it. Uh, good job by Juwan Taylor to to do it. But but yeah, they should call him. I uh, also the one thing I would say is I saw people some, saying oh they finally called him at the end I thought the one at the end was the, the most egregious one like, I think that one was really lucky though yeah. yeah I mean it was I mean he was straight up standing up at the time of the ball <laughs> snap so um, yeah. yeah anyway that's the end of my rant let's move on okay uh, yes uh, somehow we have uh, stuff talking about capitalism and like uh, fascism in the chat so uh, chat's gone off the rails here uh, at one o'clock. Eastern on the East Coast uh, here. I've still got a handful of games to get to. Uh, Bengals-Browns was a a wild one. Um, this was a surprise. A wild? Uh, it, it was, it was a, 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 another one of those shocking scores where yeah. I locked up Cincinnati to, uh, to win this game and to cover about three and a half points. I think it was a couple points spread. Uh, and the, obviously that did not happen. Again, I don't know what it is. Where every time I'm, I, I I defend Joe Burrow on something, you always get a bunch of comments saying, "Oh, the, you know, making excuses for Joe Burrow." Uh, I don't know. There was bad weather. He he's banged up. Like I'm going to assume that he doesn't just suck now. I'm going to assume that those factors came into play. There were some mistakes, of course. I mean, at the end of the day, even banged up, even with bad weather, you have to score more than three points. That goes without saying. But like, I'm not panicked. I'll super chat. First Browns home opener win since 2004. Well, wow, that's crazy. Uh, they had a tie a couple <laughs> years back. Uh, yeah, that, that's uh, that's good. But yeah, like I don't know. I made a whole video on the Joe Burrow thing. It's like obviously he wasn't great, but I'm just I'm not I'm not gonna freak out over one game. Brown defense played well. He missed some throws. There were some miscommunications. Obviously, Cincinnati has to be better, and and they will be. Uh, yeah, I I do think this team gets some benefit of the doubt because they have played well the last two years, right? Like they mm-hmm. they have earned the credibility at this point. Uh, that being said, like you know, I, I do agree with you. When Burrow plays bad, it's like people are mad that we don't criticize Joe Burrow for playing bad. Like, guess what? Joe Burrow sucked. <laughs> Joe yeah. Burrow was really bad in this game. Okay. Do, do I think this is going to be a trend of Joe Burrow playing bad throughout the season? No, I think he's right. going to be probably one of the top five quarterbacks in football this season. Um, mm-hmm. I picked him to win MVP this season. <laughs> I still mm-hmm. think that's a possibility, even despite this week. So uh, yeah. look at last year. He threw he, five, what five interceptions week one last year. And I, he ended up being all right last year. Yeah. I just, um, I, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, the weather, the rain, I mean, it's not a whole excuse because, you know, you know, it, it still was miserably bad. He played horribly. Uh, it was one of the worst games of his career, but I'm still betting on Joe Burrow to be one of the best quarterbacks in football week after week. So I'm not worried about it. Um, this, this was an impressive Browns game for that defense. That defense flew around. They looked really good. 
Um, Miles Garrett tore that stuff up. I mean, he had what one sack, four quarterback hits. It felt like he had 400 quarterback hits. It felt uh-huh. like every play Miles Garrett was hitting somebody violently. He was really good in this game. That was one of the most impressive performances of the week. Uh, probably besides TJ Watt, who we'll get to. Yeah, I mean, well, they had a they had a play where Miles Garrett lined up as a nose tackle, which I'm like, okay, that's yeah. like that's that's just too effective. That shouldn't be uh, allowed. Uh, we have a super chat. Week one, Burrow sucks. Playoff Burrow is the goat. That that seems to be uh, how it goes uh, so far with Burrow. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. This was like obviously it was a disaster for Cincinnati. I thought that the Browns corners played really well. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought like you know, I mean th- that you know that's what happened. This is a good a good win, but like I, again. I thought Deshaun Watson didn't play particularly well. I'm also using the same excuse for him. Like it was a bad weather game. Like I'm not gonna like yeah. freak out over it. This it was it's still an impressive win for Cleveland, but also like yeah, a bad weather game is gonna help the team that's kind of built around running the ball more. Like that's part of how that works. Yeah, and Nick Chubb was awesome in this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Watson had his struggles. I also thought he made some really good throws at the end. But like, I mean, if you just look at the difference between Burrow and Watson's stat line it's basically two throws like like just straight up look at the two and it's like two throws mm-hmm. is the difference between being watson and being burrow it was yeah. really tough to throw the ball in this game so yeah i don't think he was that great but he made a couple of good throws at the end he ran the ball well too as a you know secondary runner i thought that was a big part of their offense too so you give watson some credit i'm kind of punting on both of these offenses in this game though it kind of just looked miserable it didn't look like anybody could get a grip um We'll see about both of these teams going forward. I'm not worried about Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, some people brought up the, you know, I see some people in the chat saying one and five. Yeah. I, I, I was surprised by that stat. Joe Burrow is only, is now one and five against the Browns. Uh, also, we, we have to bring this up. Uh, Jamar Chase apparently in the offseason called the Browns elves uh, at one point. Uh, and then uh, after losing to them, he said, uh, I'm pissed because we lost to a bunch of elves. So uh, the elves now for cleveland uh doing some good stuff i guess so man the midwest is so weird i don't even understand this is it because their logos that elf the old logo i guess so hmm all right well yeah well good so, wins so for... we're browns we're browns offended by this i think so your logo is literally an elf like that's the whole thing yeah but i do think that maybe it's like what it's, it's like a slur it's like they can say it but you can't say it should, we, should I be saying it? Should I be saying the E word? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> this is odd. Um, so uh, yeah, I don't know. This is a this is an interesting rivalry. The AFC North continues to be weird. Um, <laughs> you know, um, uh, um, let's get some more data on both of these teams. Yeah. Uh, how dare you? That's not uh, that's not exciting, Kyle. You still have two more hot takes you have to give. Oh yeah, I do. Um, Nothing from this game. Let's keep going. Okay, let's go Titans-Saints. Yeah, I got a hot take from this game. Okay, go ahead. Tannehill is not going to make it to November. Ooh, I like this one. This is a good one. Um, he sucked. This was yeah, one was of my main bad. TV games. Um, he, like, even beyond the three interceptions, like, he, which is bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy to say that. Even if you take out his three interceptions, he still wasn't good. Yeah, uh, he just seemingly missed... It felt like every time I, because it was, you know, one of my three screens, uh, you know, normal flex. But, you know, the, uh, you know, every time I turned to this game, it seemed like he was missing a throw and just missing it badly. Uh, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't think he was very good last season. 
and I'm continuing to think into this season, he's still not very good. Hasn't been very good. So, yeah, I don't think he lasts a year, straight up. Yeah, I mean, certainly not after this game. Somehow Derek Carr was the best quarterback in this game because uh, he didn't look great either. I mean, this was not <laughs> a – and, I mean, if we'd have to say, so, the you know, Saints won by a point. A lot of – there is a controversy here with a play that many people thought was a uh, fumble, which the Titans looked like they were going to return for a touchdown. Then yeah. it got called back. Uh, it got blown dead, so they weren't able to return it for a touchdown. And people thought that was going to be upsetting for Tennessee. Then they didn't even call it a fumble, which meant the Saints were able to score three points. So that ended up being a 10-point swing uh, on a very close play. So obviously Titans fans not thrilled with that. Uh, Yeah, I didn't agree with the call either, but it was really hard to overturn because, like, I don't know. Th- those things, I feel like they always just give the, you know, give it to the, uh, give it to the quarterback sort of thing. But... Mm. I don't know. It, it, it's not like Tennessee didn't have chances to win this game still. Obviously, yeah. you could point to that and say, okay, we, we had a chance to score there. But, like, this game was 16-15. Like, it wasn't like, I don't know. It, it wasn't like you you maximize your offensive potential in this game uh, to where that defensive touchdown probably cost you. So, yeah, I just thought it was a poorly played game. It was kind of a poorly played game from both sides. I think the only group, like, position group that impressed me in this game was the Saints receivers. I thought they were really good. Um, but outside of that, like, you know, both teams actually kind of got yards a little bit and just ended up kicking field goals every time. So I don't even know which side even played well outside of the receivers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, both defenses, I mean, you have to give credit, right? I mean, they, they at the end of the day, they did help hold the team, opposing teams. Although, you know, there were yards in this game. Like, I mean, you know, Titans went four, uh, had 4.8 yards per play and the Saints 5.5, which isn't great, but it's not like a disaster either. But, uh, I mean, you know, one thing I look at the Titans, too, is two for 12 on third downs. I mean, that's mm-hmm. – uh, I mean, really, the Titans, I don't know. I felt like the right team won because the Titans made so many mistakes throughout this one. And the Saints, you know, they made the plays when they had to. Like that Derek Carr pass at the end. Like, you know, Carr didn't have a great game, but he had his moments. Uh, they made the plays when they had to. Uh, also, a couple of super chats coming in. Uh, if Dobbs' throw was a fumble, that should have been. Also, Tannehill played three snaps all preseason, Jackson. Tannehill will be fine, and they will win the division. Okay, uh, you know, I, I probably agree, but this was a t- I mean, you can't deny this was a tough performance. Week one, what? Who knows what's going to happen? Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, if this thing does go off the rails, if they start off zero four, Tannehill's in the last year of his deal. Maybe they try to see if they can trade him to someone uh, if someone wants him, and and just you know make a, uh, you know maybe someone maybe some quarterback gets injured, you trade Tannehill, and then just try your young guys and have make it a rebuilding year. You know, at some point, what's the point of drafting these guys if you don't play them too? I think that's mm-hmm. also become going to become a point. Is like, especially if this team's not winning games, like, at what point do you just say you have to play these guys because you used resources on them? So it'll be interesting. I mean, may, maybe he gets better, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, yeah, he played three snaps. Should Ryan Tannehill be the kind of quarterback that only gets three preseason snaps? Like, right. I don't know. It just feels like a weird situation. Like it, it doesn't feel like a guy who should be getting this sort of credibility, but he has it in this locker room. Apparently it's very odd, um, but he was miserable. Uh, Carr, for some reason still can't hang on to the football ever. <laughs> it seems mm-hmm. like sometimes um, the, the interception was baffling, bad, baffling, bafflingly bad. Um, 
But he also, you know, made some good throws too. He certainly had some better throws. But I think a lot of it just had to do, like I said, these receivers just look so darn good. Um, I'm he did this last year too, but he looked really good in this game. Um, Chris Olave looked awesome in this game. And then the Rashid Shahid was the revelation. He was awesome in this yeah. game too. He had some big catches in this one. So those three guys look like a potent trio for the Saints team. And I mean, as soon as they figure out how to score in the red zone, maybe that's how you kind of recalibrate your expectations for the Saints team. Because if they have this receiving core with Kamara coming back, if they can score in the red zone, that's going to be a pretty good offense. Yeah, uh, I completely agree. Let's move on. Um, the the Panthers and Falcons played each other. Sticking with the NFC South, good win for the Saints. Um, you know, I think Bijan is probably the the headliner here, right? He had that incredible highlight reel level play to make a guy miss and then get around two other tackles to get into the end zone. I am still a little confused about. So Tyler Algier was the you know he got fifteen carries. Bijan only got ten. Uh, seems like they kind of like look like they probably split uh, snaps. Uh, I meant to bring this up with the Lions too, with them not playing Gibbs too much. Uh, if you're going to spend the number eight overall pick on Robinson, I'm surprised they didn't make him the bell cow back here. Yeah, the Gibbs one was weird too because Montgomery wasn't even playing that well, and it right. looked like every time Gibbs touched the ball, he was going to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Um, so right. that one was bizarre. At least you could say in this game, Algier was playing well. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess you could say that, but at the same time, like, I don't know. <laughs> fantasy owners are going crazy, and I don't want to make this a fantasy thing. Um, it's not a fantasy thing. But at the same time, you've used three top 10 picks on skill position talent, and they look like decorations out there. You know, they're running the routes, they're seemingly out on the field, but you're not using them. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and this is not a Falcons team, you know, they had one 20 plus yard pass, you know, it's not like this is a team that creates a bunch of explosive plays because they're not using those guys. So maybe they should start using those guys. And the one explosive play was to Kyle Pitts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you know, only 115 yards total, only 18 passes total. They were not throwing the ball. They actually just didn't have a ton of plays. Cause they only, I mean, they had to be, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Uh, I guess they ran the ball 26 times through the ball 18. So definitely were a run f- first offense in this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, they weren't doing that. And I mean, the Panthers, you know, I, I need to go back and watch and really study the tape, but right off the bat, not a great stat line for Bryce young. I mean, tw- 38 attempts, only 146 yards, one touchdown, two picks. I mean, that's a, that's a tough stat line. Uh, yeah, it was, it was rough. Like, the, the, the funny thing is the interception throws were on the same exact play. <laughs> like it looked like mm-hmm. the same exact route sequence. Jesse Bates jumps the route. Bryce Young's late to it. It was intercepted. Um, it looked like the same exact play. I thought he made some good throws too. I thought the touchdown throw was nice. I thought he had some good stuff, but there were a couple barely bad throws too. Um, it will get better, but this was also kind of my concern that they didn't have a lot of guys that can get separation. And this isn't like an awesome secondary, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they have talent in the secondary, but like, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it, kind of our biggest concerns uh, were that receiving core, and so far, not a great first test. Yeah. So uh, I don't. I don't know. I I, I wasn't v- overall very impressed with the Panthers. So uh, it, this team, I don't know. Th- this is too early to say anything, but. You know, this team's looking closer to a number one pick than it is a playoff team through week one. 
Yeah, but we'll see. The beauty of it is it's only one week. Uh, yeah. Four games left. Cardinals balls, the undefeated balls here go, uh, you know, hey, you won a football game. At the end of the day, uh, winning is winning. Uh, it is one of those scenarios where a lot of us, a lot of people expected Washington to really blow out Arizona. This is kind of one of those games where you almost felt like, hey, if you want to be taken seriously, go there and win by a lot. And the Cardinals played competent here. And I think we sometimes forget just because we don't know any of the players on the roster doesn't necessarily mean they're bad players. These are still NFL players. And you still have guys who could make plays. Uh, so, you know, which Arizona does. That being said, though, team that's starting Josh Dobbs here uh, that all we already feel like could be a you know bottom five team with good quarterback play. Uh, you know, I think to me, the conversation really revolves around Sam Howell, who's had some real good moments. He had some real splash plays, but obviously that fumble for a touchdown to kind of keep Arizona in it. It was really, you know, if you get rid of that, this feels like what you expected it to be. He's, you know, still a bit sloppy here with Sam Howell. Also had an interception in this one. Yeah, like some really good stuff, some horribly bad stuff, but hopefully he learns from that because the good stuff was impressive. Like you said, the touchdown pass was a really nice throw too, kind of sneaking it in through three guys basically. Um, I thought he did some really good stuff, but like you said, there were some backbreaking mistakes that honestly, the, the Cardinals didn't really have a lot of business being in this game. Like they said multiple times on the broadcast, Josh Dobbs doesn't know his receivers' names. <laughs> Like they good? made sure to make a point of that multiple times that he had only been there three weeks, yeah. Um, which I don't know. No, I I don't know how you're not prepared for Kyler Murray not playing to start the year. I don't know. Anyway, um, so I, the the Cardinals looked as bad as advertised, but they were frisky. They made some plays. Buda Baker made some plays. Zayvon Collins recovered the fumble. Um, they had some things, but at the same time, like I I think. I think Washington was kind of playing with its food more than, uh, you know, Cardinals, you know, staying in this game. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that, uh, I thought some of these sort of players on, uh, Arizona showed up. I thought that was kind of one thing that you're excited about. Uh, but yeah, as a whole, this was not a, I mean, I don't know. Uh, they're not a very good team. I think that we're, I'm hoping to see more out of Washington in the future. Hopefully this would just get into their, their sea legs here week one. Yeah. I think if Sam Howell can settle into the game, into the team it could be decent but there are a few things that like i'm concerned about i don't think their offensive line's that good um and i just i there are a few things that i think they could struggle with this season for sure yeah let's speaking of struggle uh this is not a great game for pittsburgh uh pittsburgh loses 30 to 7 um you know kenny pickett I got to do another evaluation of him because he, I mean, his stat line was terrible. Uh, and while I don't think it all was deserved, a lot of it was. Uh, this was not a good performance from Pickett, uh, which is, you know, we, we talked about this as maybe an opportunity for Pittsburgh to make some noise here. They were not able to do that in this one at all. Uh, only seven points. You know, you brought up sort of TJ Watt playing well in the second half. That's fine. But also when you're down, you know, uh, 20 to seven in the first half. Uh, it's still, there's still only so much you can do at this point. The real story is Brock Purdy is, uh, he's just a superstar. <laughs> he is really good, at least. That's for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. he made some really good throws, especially in the first half. This Steeler, this, uh, 49ers, like, I'm, I'm not concerned about Pittsburgh. I just think 49ers looked like we thought they were. This looks like the team that we talked about as a Super Bowl contender, right? They kicked ass in this game. And, 
what we think might be a pretty decent team, they dominated. So that was mm-hmm. impressive for me. Uh, Brandon Ayuk obviously deservedly got a lot of flowers for this game. He yeah. looked phenomenal as that number two option. Christian McCaffrey did a My lot of his player stuff. of the year vote. Yeah, he Nick, looked awesome. Good. Purdy looked good. His defense looked good. Um, no, no notes from week one. Uh, they were the winners of week one. The 49ers yeah. ultimate winners of week one. I mean, you just look through the numbers like Drake Jackson. You know, we talked a lot about this Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave thing. Drake Jackson on the other side is probably facing a lot of one-on-ones. He got three sacks in this game, two tackles for loss. He was in the backfield a lot. Um, so th- this is a team that has has depth for days. They have a lot of guys that can throw at you, and it's just really hard to match the talent of this team. Um, so I, I just came away from this game really impressed with San Francisco, the team that I picked to win the Super Bowl. I felt really good about after week one because they looked up, they looked everything I expected them to. Yeah, I mean that's we kind of the one thing we said is like who's the other you know pass rusher Drake Jackson's I think yeah I didn't realize he had three sacks that's crazy hey I had him as a first round talent uh the late second round pick look at me yeah he's a good player um mm-hmm. I guess as far as the picket thing goes like obviously like the the guy slipping on the intercept the first interception mm-hmm. was unfortunate but I also feel like. Part of the reason he gets a lot of these unfortunate picks, mm-hmm. but part of it is he also throws into coverage. Like, like mm-hmm. yeah, sure, it's a one-on-one. You probably want to try and throw out the one-on-one and take advantage, but it also is coverage, and there's an t- opportunity for it to be intercepted. But what else are you supposed you to know? do? He doesn't yeah, have guys who are getting separation. That's true. Um, and especially once Johnson went down, like, mm-hmm. there just wasn't enough. Like, yeah. So I, it, it is true. I mean, like, I don't think it's all on him, but he's definitely – not afraid to risk it for the biscuit, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. No, this, this, I mean, this wasn't a good, I thought Pickett was good last year and the numbers didn't back that up. This was not a good Pickett performance uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, And also it just, you know, uh, when someone asked if Purdy is really a superstar, I'm exaggerating. He's not a superstar, but he's playing uh, mostly joke, but he's playing very well. Uh, hey, Quan Alexander led the, uh, the Steelers in tackles. He's back. Is he? <laughs> former, former 49ers legend. Uh, I guess we'll see on that one. Um, I guess the one thing is like Pittsburgh did manage to settle in this game a little more and play better, but I don't know how much how engaged uh, I don't know how engaged San Francisco was once they were up twenty seven seven. Yeah, it just I I don't know. Um, I, I think this was a this was a disaster for the Steelers. They're they're not there's no no positives. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they came into your house like this was in Pittsburgh, right? I had to double check that. Yeah. So they flew cross country and kicked your ass. That, that's not good. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. And it was, it was you know, what? I, I think you might have even brought up like how it's like a West Coast to East Coast situation. So it's like, oh, maybe. Because I think I think this was another like, surprising close line and it did not uh, did not go as planned. So we'll see if Pittsburgh can bounce back and we'll see if the 49ers are just, just going to do this to everybody with Purdy. I mean, they, they pull out everyone, it seems. Two games left. Uh, we have, uh, you know, expectedly three AFC South teams uh already last or in the final uh you know two games let's go let's go jaguars colts why don't we because this ended up being a pretty interesting game i think we, we all kind of thought this was going to be all jacksonville but uh did did anthony richardson play the best out of the rookie quarterbacks uh i guess by default <laughs> yeah he looked competent like he, i mean he, he the interception at the end wasn't great he made some mistakes but like i don't know uh 
if, if anything, there was other quarterback rookie quarterbacks who had much more roller coaster games than he did. That's fair. They definitely did. He he looked kind of as I expected him to. Like he looked awesome at times, and then there was also throws that were like five feet behind his receiver. And I'm sure. like, oh yeah, that's, that's Anthony. Richardson. That's just Anthony he, Richardson football. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I don't think there's ever going to be a clean version of Anthony Richardson, right? Like, like he's going to have like three or four bad throws every game. I bet. You just have to hope that maybe half of them don't go to the other team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he had some really bad throws in this game, but he also had some really good plays, and he looked explosive. Um, the the I guess the one critic the the biggest criticism for him is uh, he's got to learn to slide, not take hits. Um, and mm-hmm. the the weird thing was the the commentator he has a play near the goal line, he gets tackled in the one yard line, and they basically said the commentator's like he's got to learn to avoid those kind of hits. And that was the hit that like brought him down, and he was out of the game. They brought Garner Minshew in for the last couple of plays of the game, which they did not score around the goal line. Um, so yeah, I think he does have to avoid some of those things, but for the most part, like it was almost as I expected Anthony Richardson to perform: some good, some really bad, and some really great. Um, there wasn't a lot of complaints. He he did fine. What do you think of this game? Yeah, I, I thought it was fine. Uh, I think that it, it was I th- for someone we thought was going to kind of come in and you know, play like a be a bit of a mess. He wasn't that. He came in and played well, uh, and so that's it's good to see because he was. I think we all kind of thought felt like he was going to be a good, maybe a good quarterback eventually, but it was going to take him some time. So the fact that he came in and played competent, I think, is promising. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, this game just got weird though, man. Like, yeah, like it, it felt like Jacksonville just could never get the kill shot, and then. There was that wacky, the wacky play that DeForest Buckner scored on. Mm-hmm. Like the Colts took the lead and they led 21 17 in this game on a play where, um, who was the guy? Who was the one guy who fumbled eventually? It was, uh, um, well, uh, it was, uh, Tank Bigsby was the one who picked it up and then, uh, and then got it knocked out yeah. of his hand right after. Yeah. He was just standing there with the ball and they just uh-huh. took it and scored. So obviously, right. like, like I don't even know how to like judge that play because mm-hmm. it was um you know that like Jacksonville probably wins this game regardless but that was just a weird play that the Colts were able to capitalize on that I think made this game a little closer than it should have been but then Jacksonville turned it on got the touchdown like you said the bad throw from the bad throw from Richardson made it a two score game and that was it yeah uh yeah I mean Jacksonville you know uh while the game looks like oh you won by 10 they outscored scored the colts uh 14 nothing in the fourth quarter they were trailing in the fourth quarter of this one but i agree get get that kind of fluky interception uh or not interception but touchdown um although you know jacksonville did actually win the turnover battle on this one uh they only threw Mm -hmm. it all over twice uh indianapolis turned it over three times so that's another interesting thing to note calvin ridley Looked like Calvin Ridley, uh, which we had some concerns about what we were going to see from him. Had over 100 yards uh, in this game. Definitely, you know, uh, you'll take that. He looked amazing. Um, Is uh, Pro Bowler Calvin Ridley not enough of a hot take? Uh, We'll allow it because I think you still have to get – don't don't you still have another one you have to give or is that three? No, that was my third. Okay. I don't know if I've given a third one, so maybe I need to think of something. Yeah. Uh, He looked awesome. He looked explosive. Uh, made some really big plays. So I was impressed by that. I was impressed by Trevor Lawrence made some really great plays. Um, you know, he looked the part of what we were expecting this season. So good win for the Jags. 
I think they would have liked to kind of put this one away sooner, but they eventually got the job done. They scored two touchdowns at the end. So good job by them. I got my hot take, my third hot take. Anthony Richardson will have the best rookie season out of the three uh, first-round rookie quarterbacks. Offensive rookie of the year? Yeah, Anthony Richardson wins offensive rookie of the year. That's my hot, especially with the running backs not getting carries. That's that. I'll, I'll go with that. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what do you think Jonathan Taylor thought of this game? Uh, I don't know. What What do you think I, he thought of it? I think he was just laughing menacingly in the background. Deion Jackson, the leading rusher for the Colts in this one, thirteen carries for fourteen yards and two fumbles. <laughs> he turned the ball over twice. That's not good. <laughs> uh, yeah that that won't win games. Yeah, and they might might do them might be better if they had uh, Jonathan Taylor. I would agree with that. Um, let's talk about the Texans. Yes, <laughs> with final game, uh, Texans Ravens. Go ahead. I just uh, this Ravens team bothers me sometimes because it just feels like they sleepwalk through some of these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but they won by you know they won they covered they did what they had to do. Um, but like I don't know, they play pretty gross football. I was I was thoroughly mm-hmm. unimpressed with Lamar, and I didn't yeah. I didn't like that performance, especially for everything that happened this offseason, for all the talk of I deserve my respect, all this kind of stuff. You laid it done against probably the worst team in the league. You know you didn't throw the ball well. You fumbled the ball twice and lost it once because you're carrying it around with one hand, like. Like, I don't know. It just felt like a, a lackluster performance. And maybe they were looking ahead, thought they were going to have this one. Um, but that was gross. Uh, the, the only positive I'm taking away from this game is Zay Flowers looked awesome. He looks yeah, like Zay, a really good player. Yeah, he he did. He looked, he looked great. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this wasn't... They looked weird. They didn't look good. Lamar had a bad interception in this one as well. But, like, he still, still won by 16 points. Like, it just... It's just a weird game. I think uh, the Texans' offense did not look good at all. Their defense looked, you know, made some plays, but you're right. I don't know if that was them playing well or if it was just uh, Baltimore, uh, you know, not uh, doing a lot. Also, I forgot to mention with Jacksonville, Trayvon Walker uh, had a sack, so uh, credit to him. <laughs> good job, Trayvon. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, we talked about the potential for this secondary to be pretty good, right? Because mm-hmm. you know they brought in Shaquille Griffin. He's had good years. We were hoping for a little bit more production out of Pitry and um, um, Derek Stingley. So maybe this secondary is a little better than we thought for the Texans, but at the same time, like for what we expected out of this Ravens receiving core, which granted didn't have Mark Andrews, that's kind of the the number one guy in this offense. Um, and for what we were expecting on Lamar, it just felt lackluster. Um, and again, this is into this. This is to the standards again of a team that we're talking as a Super Bowl contender, right? Like mm-hmm, this right. is exactly. This is not. This is not a team that we're expecting to you know win seven or eight games. This is a team we expect to try and compete for a Super Bowl. I thought this was a lackluster performance, but you got the win. You covered the spread. You did exactly what you had to do. Um, and yeah, I mean, like it's, I, I can't say enough about how good Zay Flowers looked. I mean, he it was. Eye popping explosiveness. Every time he caught the ball, looked like a dangerous play. 
Yeah, as you know, uh, also some injuries for the Ravens as well. Uh, you know, J.K. Dobbins uh, out for the year. That sucks uh, for Baltimore. Um, the, the, you know, uh, my last thoughts on this game, uh, C.J. Stroud, I didn't think this was, the, I thought he didn't get a lot of opportunities in this one. And I'm worried that's kind of what this year is going to be, is not getting a lot of opportunities. Did show some flashes, also made some mistakes as to be expected, made some rookie mistakes, but definitely showed the flashes that we, you know, hope to see more of in future years for Stroud. Yeah. He he made some nice plays, but like you said, I mean, even even when there was opportunities, it felt like he was kind of running for his life. Uh, Roquan Roquan was all over the field in this game. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is why you want Roquan in this defensive scheme. Yeah. Uh, David Ajabo gets a sack too. I mean, it, it, Patrick this Queen is, played well. Yeah, people were complain. You know, people were concerned about the the defensive you know, kind of personnel for this Ravens team, especially with Humphrey hurt and all that kind of stuff. Lost a couple guys in that secondary. Still with John Harbaugh in charge, this is a really tough defense to go against week one, your first NFL start, right? Like, that's just yeah. a tough team to go against. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so. uh, completely. Yeah, that it was, uh, that was, you know, it, it's tough. Uh, the Ravens play the Bengals, next week so uh that's the kind of a sneaky interesting game like losers gonna feel bad about themselves yeah yeah i mean if if uh Bengals fall to zero and two like i'm still not concerned but it gets a little more interesting yeah you start to get a little concerned i think if the concern yeah. starts cre- creeping you have, you have the conversation of if, if you're concerned or not week one yeah. you're not concerned week two you start to have the conversation of if you're concerned or not yeah if if burrow is under 100 yards again i'm very concerned <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, uh, would, that would be an issue uh yeah, I think that's everything. Yeah, all right. We, we went long, so let's get out of here. Yeah, let's get out of here. Kyle, let them know we're going to find us on Twitter before we head out. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Twitter. That is at Jackson Kruger. Make sure to follow me at by Kyle Gronin. And make sure to follow the account page at On the Sideline JK. That is at On the Sideline JK. Yes, of course. If you like audio only podcast, anywhere get the audio only feed, it should be available. Search On the Sideline podcast uh we have a comment kyle is ready to flip-flop on his mvp pick i mean if he feels like that's not the right decision anymore he should change it <laughs> no i gotta stick with joe burrow all year no matter yeah. what happens if he gets injured you still have to pick him uh as the otherwise you're <laughs> flip-flopper yeah uh you know it is what it is uh he did not play well so no he if i were to make an mvp pick after week one he would not be my pick yeah, no talking to Texans defense. We talked about the Texans defense. We we brought him up, uh, but yeah, Will Anderson had a sack. That was cool. Yeah, secondary played well. Um, yeah. I think we said all that. We yeah, said no, we I, talked about that. Listen, it's a, it's one thirty on the East Coast. All right, I, if maybe if, maybe I missed some stuff. I gotta get to bed. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat. Kyle, any final thoughts? Uh, fun game tomorrow. Uh, let's see some Bills yeah. Jets cap off Week One, and uh, looking forward to getting back at it Wednesday, nine o'clock. Yes, Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Everyone be look on the lookout for that for a pick'em show. Uh, and until next time, have a good one. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.